Hello, welcome to Sean Matthews, The Real Deal. I have a special guest on here with me today, and I would love to introduce him. His, he is, his name is Dr. Ian Kaminsky, and he runs the Melbourne NLP Hypnosis Center, where they help clients overcome challenges and excel. They work with clients individually, helping them either overcome many forms of negative behavior, like quit smoking, weight loss, drink less, depression, and sugar addiction, or help them improve their performance in areas like sports, sales, and exams. They also work with groups of uh, business owners to help improve their business mindset and therefore their productivity, performance, and ultimately their business profit. Oh, amazing. I love your work, Ian, and it's so good to connect with you here on the podcast today. How are you today? I'm awesome, and it's just great to be here with you, Sean. Thank you so much for inviting me to, to be with you today, and welcome to all our listeners. Thank you. Yes, welcome all listeners. Now, I'm going to go through a few questions, but it's going to be more of an interactive um, ep episode because Ian and I, we like to talk about different things. Uh, Ian and I met through a networking event, so we do like to talk. Uh, let me have a look, just give me one minute, Ian. So Ian, how, how are you and who, who is Ian? What is, what's the story, your background? You're, are you a doctor? In your title, it says Dr. Ian Kaminsky. What's yes, that I've sort of come from an unusual background, Sean, so I'm glad you began with this one. Um, you know, I've actually come from an engineering background, of all things. Um, I did actually a PhD in engineering. Um, and people always say, well, how the hell did you get into what you're doing now from an engineering background? And I suppose the story there was... Um, uh, in in Melbourne, this is going back into the early 90s, you know, we had a lot of forced amalgamations between a lot of the tertiary institutions. And it meant that there were many of these which just didn't work. And I was actually in one of these where there just was a clash of cultures. Um, and unfortunately, you know, the, the, the sort of side that I was actually on was, was on the losing side of, of this, this sort of battle of cultures. <laughs> And um, so I, I was sort of doing my PhD, but the politics just got uglier and uglier and uglier as the years went by. Cut a long story short, I finished my PhD and I just got to a point where, you know, they were wanting to res um, uh, not reschedule, they were restructuring the actual department, they were cutting back. And I thought, well, you know, I don't really want to stay here. It was just really nasty. And I thought also, you know, given how old I was at the time, I was probably in my 40s, I thought, look, you know, if I stay here any longer, I'm going to be stuck in academia for the rest of my life. And so I thought, if I'm going to escape, you know, here's my opportunity. So I sort of um, launched out of that and just sort of, you know, explored, you know, one of my many passions, which actually was personal development and growth. And I've sort of been in this area then really ever since and absolutely loving it. Fantastic. Well, so that was just yesterday then, Ian? Uh, more or less, yes. <laughs> that was about, uh, this was back in 2007, I left the university. So it was a little while ago now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So you have had a bit of experience on this journey of personal development and growth. And, and as your sign says, 
in the background, you do NLP and hypnosis training. Is that correct? Yeah, so even as early as in the early 90s, for example, I was um, learning all about NLP. I sort of began really in the NLP space first. And in fact, funnily enough, this just happens to be purely coincidental, Sean. Uh, I'm actually catching up today with, in fact, the, the trainer who actually trained me back in the early 90s. Uh, he just happens to be in Melbourne. I'm catching up with him around two. I'm going to have an absolute ball talking a little about NLP and you know, what we've all these trainings that I've actually done and just, you know, what I've been doing ever since. I'm really looking forward to that. Wow. Fantastic. Oh, that's mm. incredible. So you're still in touch with your trainer, which is amazing. Definitely. Very yeah, no, we had a, yeah, he was a lovely guy. We had a, you know, really good rapport and um, I still stay in contact with many of my uh, fellow colleagues, both from the hypnosis side of things and also on the NLP side too. So um, it's great fun to sort of stay in contact and share ideas and, and help um, each other grow and expand. Mm, definitely. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Life is like that, which is fantastic. Now, you said you were an engineer. So with your engineering background and NLP and hypnosis, do they intertwine in some way? Uh, they do. Um, I suppose if you sort of take out all the numerical, like, you know, analysis and uh, problem solving, where there's a strong, I suppose, link is, in fact, in the problem solving space. But rather than be focusing on engineering solutions and, you know, mathematical formulas and that sort of stuff, I'm dealing now, of course, more, you know, with, with humans, you know, with people, uh, which is probably more complex, I think, in some respects than engineering problems. And, you know, so I'm still applying my say, you know, you know, researching, you know, what's the underlying issues and just, you know, being creative, formulating different, you know, solutions for them to look at. You know, I do a lot of, um, you know, logging of, of, of clients' progress. So, you know, sort of measuring what they're doing. So I suppose in, in a way, you know, I'm applying some of those uh, engineering thinking and skills but I also sort of look at another way that I'm actually re-engineering people. Yeah, that sort of makes sense, you know, from the inside out. <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually a good way of putting it. Yes, yes. So in a way, I'm sort of, you know, I've got the engineering flavour still there actually in what I do today. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Absolutely amazing. So you basically, you did say uh, when you got started, was there a moment in time when you said, I want to switch and how you started your business in the first place? So was there a story? Uh, Does Ian have a story to tell? Uh, well, it was probably more a case of, as I said, I, I finished at the university in 2007. I was looking at, well, what, you know, where, where can I start? I was, I was passionate about, you know, personal growth and development. I've been learning about all this, you know, really great NLP stuff. And I thought, well, there's got to be something I can sort of, you know, start with, you know, using the tools that I have. And, and the company that I was work or training with, they just introduced a, a brand new program, which was all to do with helping people stop smoking mm -hmm. uh, using both NLP and hypnosis. And that sort of really caught my attention. I thought, well, let's at least start here and then just see how things unfold over time. Mm -hmm. And this is also a, a really great, I suppose, um, exposure to me, Sean, in the... Uh, the use of both of these tools together. It wasn't just hypnosis. It wasn't just NLP. Actually, it was the two together, and they worked exceptionally well. And I thought, gee, this is a really nice recipe 
that you know might thereby be applicable to all sorts of different issues and problems challenges people have and it's what i've sort of been thereby using really ever since wow yes okay so we've been talking a lot about nlp and hypnosis can you describe and explain what actually is nlp and how can it help people quit smoking and how can it help people lose weight yeah good, great great question um, when NLP was developed, this is back in the early 80s uh, by John Grinder and his colleague, um, it took on a very different approach from most therapies of the time. Rather than focus on the problem, you know, quit smoking, weight loss, drinking less, it focused more upon things like, well, who are the people who are the best performers in different fields of endeavour? And how can we actually use the process of modeling them, seeing what makes them so good at what they do, and thereby creating strategies and systems that actually help others replicate their types of, of you know, performance and, and results. So it was very much initially built on modeling a couple of very, very famous therapists of the time. People, for example, like Milton Erickson, who was a famous hypnotherapist, uh, Fritz Perl, who was a famous sort of gestalt therapist, and also Virginia Satie was a very famous family therapist. And so they modeled them very carefully. And in fact, even to this very day, there are actually aspects of NLP that relate back to those early um, therapists that they modelled. For example, in our we talk about there's a thing called the Milton model and Milton language patterns. There's also what's called the uh, meta language model, which is based on Virginia Satir's work. And also at the master prac level, we also cover things like you know timeline therapy, and that was actually born out of a lot of the work of Fritz Perl and his Gestalt therapies. Mm. So it sort of began originally with what is excellence? How can we achieve excellence? And to achieve that, what are some of the things we have to overcome and, and you know, go beyond, which is, you know, where we then sort of focused on helping you know, clients with negative patterns of behavior they might have, or helping them go from where they are, but go, you know, the next step to, you know, where they actually would like to sort of be, whether that's sort of things like sales, sports or academics. That's where the modeling process actually became very, very powerful. So just now we're going a little just a little bit deeper. So so N so NLP, so N stands for neuro or mindset, L stands for linguistics or language, and P stands for uh, programs or patterns of behavior. Mm. And so what we do thereby with NLP work is we use language or linguistics so talk to someone that's all we really do is just talk mm -hmm. um, to affect their neurology or their mindset to help them change under underlying pattern of behavior that they actually might want to get rid of example smoking or they might want to improve for example in the area you know for example with you know you mentioned before our business program our business success mindset program that's really all about helping business owners improve their mindset and thereby improve you know their performance productivity and profits so it sort of works in both both sort of ways amazing that's amazing and you know i do a little the similar work to you as well um, and i know a lot about nlp and it fascinates me human science fascinates me all the time learning and growing as a person and it's fantastic now behavior 
is probably the number one thing that people don't actually recognize what they're doing because a lot of people are on autopilot quite a lot. So when we talk about, um, as you know, and as I know, the unconscious mind, how do people know what behavior they're actually doing? How do you bring that out of them? Well, it's interesting <laughs> just at this very point, um, you know, we often talk about, you know, the smoking trance, the eating trance, the drinking trance. And what we're really talking about here, which is exactly what you were just hinting at, Sean, was, you know, people unconsciously doing these behaviours. And, and I can relate to this myself, and I'll, I'll give a great example. This is my own personal example, right? Oh, yeah, you know, I, definitely. I know, for example, when I'm unconsciously eating, for example, let's just say I'm working on the computer, punching away whatever I'm doing. If I've got like a, you know, a bag of chips there right next to me, <laughs> I know I will demolish those chips and I won't even be aware of that I'm actually doing it, you know, because uh. it's really an unconscious, I would call that sort of trance eating. You know, my conscious awareness is on something else, you know, whether it's the TV or the computer or else, and I'm just sort of, you know, going away with, with my food. Yes, yep, yep. I think we all can relate to that. <laughs> but it's the also it applies to drinking. It applies to, oh. you know, smoking. It applies to most of these types of behaviours. And so one of the first things that we need to help our clients do is to help bring that behaviour back to their conscious awareness. And once they've got that awareness, they can then start to take steps to actually change that automatic response to that trigger. And I often use the example you know, of Pavlo's dogs, you know, where they were conditioned over time, uh, their owner used to, you know, ring the bell every time they got fed. And after enough times, he just rang the bell and they were just salivating all over the place. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, the older we get, whether we like to admit it or not, you know, we develop all these, you know, automatic patterns of behaviour, which may have served us really well you know, a long time ago when we were a lot younger, but we now do them without thought. We don't question their validity, whether mm. they still to us or not. We just do them. And so again, you know, many of my clients, it's a pattern. It's always, it's a process of learning, you know, of self-learning about why are they doing what they do? Yeah, you know, do they really need to do this? And I'll give you another example of a, of a current client I have. Uh, you know, she, she's working with me on weight loss. And she used to consume vast quantities of ice cream and soft drinks. Mm. And so what she's come to realize has been going through our sessions together is that it's been a purely an automatic thing that she's been doing. Like again, watching TV, she'll have a, a tub while she's just ice cream over and over again because she's actually focusing on the TV. Mm. And so what she's become really aware of during our program is all these little triggers that are occurring you know, throughout the day where she's starting to do these undesired patterns of behavior, but now which no longer serve her. And she's actually found it really easy to let go of the ice cream and the soft drinks because she's just become so uh, attuned or so critically aware to how she was just responding without thought to all these triggers, but realizing this, these responses no longer serve her moving forward. And of well, course, when you... So I was gonna say, when you add tools like hypnosis, which also work at the level of the unconscious mind, mm. you know, which is where these habits reside, 
that just sort of helps accelerate that whole process as well. Wow, you say accelerate, which is fantastic. And that's a great uh, example that you gave us because weight loss is uh, very high everywhere in the world. Um, You know, weight gain and then trying to lose weight. A lot of women really in particular, they, they find it really hard. They, they try all these diets and even men, they try all these diets and it doesn't work. So with hypnosis, you walk them through it. Is that right? And speak to their unconscious mind. Uh, how does that yes. actual hypnosis work with? Yes. Great, great question. I suppose, you know, see from our point of view, all learning all change or behavior is unconscious. Mm. Right. And so when you use tools like NLP and hypnosis, with which work on the level of the unconscious mind, oh. you can thereby more quickly change either these undesired patterns of behavior or even beliefs and values which people have held for 20, 30, 40 years. I'm giving another example. Um, we've probably all heard of the of the um, the term or the saying, you know, it takes between three and four weeks to change a new or create a new habit, right? Mm, yes. And that's certainly, you know, pretty well correct. You can do it fast if you put reminders everywhere for yourself and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a powerful NLP technique called the swish pattern, which you can actually use to change a pattern of behaviour typically within third, 15 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a very visual process where you're sort of basically programming your unconscious mind and visually saying, I don't want this, I want this, I don't want this, I want this. And you do that multiple times. And because your unconscious mind is actually very visual in how it sort of communicates and and operates, it actually helps it change that pattern of behavior much more quickly. And it's very, very suitable or powerful for things like... um, nail biting for example teeth grinding uh, i've got a guy who's um having an issue with thumb thumb sucking and this is going to be also very powerful for that as well because it's an unconscious behavior he's not consciously thinking oh i'm stressed um like it's just yeah. you know yeah. that works wow um, so this is an adult man still sucking his thumb right okay right so it it Things like that can be an issue for adults. Yeah, for sure. I had, for example, a lady, and I had, but have you actually heard of this? This blew me away, Sean. Yeah. I actually had a female see me, this is probably about a, a year and a bit ago, and she was sleep eating, not sleepwalking, but sleep eating. eating. Oh, have yes, you, I you, heard something like that before. What happened to her? I never heard of this before, and I thought, is this just making this up? I'm sure she must be making this up. And if you look on YouTube, there are a number of, you know, examples of people that she, you know, who were filmed, you know, while they were sleeping. They sort of show that she had like get up and they sort of eat. So we actually were able to help her to break that sort of pattern to sort of get more in control with her sleep eating, um, you know, behavior, mm-hmm. which is, again, totally unconscious. But again, once you use the right tools, it can help make that process so much easier for the person. Wow, fantastic. That is amazing. And and the tools do work. And and what you do is incredible. So you work with men and women, I take it? You, yeah, I have with children as well. I actually were probably youngest I've had so far is about 14. 14. Um, and that was on a phobia. 
um, you know, working with uh, this particular girl, she had a, uh, a, a vomiting phobia. Mm -hmm. Wow. With her, for example, I, I, you know, I had her mother was there with her mm -hmm. uh, at all times. And, you know, we just sort of went through a couple of, I suppose, simplified uh, processes with her because, of course, you know, Younger people actually have a bit more difficulty focusing, you know, yeah. for longer. We sort of break it up into about three or four little mini sessions for her, mm -hmm. uh, but we're actually able to help her slowly get over uh, that that challenge. And she had someone just recently. In fact, he also had a a, um, a needle phobia, and this particular gentleman, um, it was so severe that he kept putting off very sort of serious operations that he really had to have. We just kept, no, 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 I don't want to try to, I don't want to have this, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And it got to a point where he had to have this procedure. I think it was something to do with his wisdom teeth. Oh. And so he called me in on, you know, the 11th hour, a couple of days beforehand, saying, you've got to help me out with this. And so we used a couple of powerful NLP processes that helped him with that. And uh, he found the procedure worked so well that he did, the actual operation and he thanked me so look, this was actually life-changing for him you know, wow. I just can't thank you enough you know, for that's fantastic me. oh my gosh so it is such a powerful tool um and and goes deeper than a lot of therapies doesn't it well, well again you know and, and you know i mean we, we still we still use a lot of language techniques which of course are more conscious mm -hmm. um, well, they can also be, you know, if used properly, they can also become unconscious as well. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're working with both levels of the mind, particularly the unconscious mind, where a lot of these, you know, limiting beliefs are, these habits, these emotions are, often you can sort of um, you know, break through more quickly and more easily than, in fact, um, using, you know, conscious-based techniques. For, for, for example, um, when I learned this particular NLP phobia process, you know, I was told, in fact, by the train, I'm going to be seeing this afternoon, he said, you know, conventional techniques on a phobia, you know, will typically take months and months and months mm. of you know, desensitization. It could be like drugs involved and it could all only be sort of partially successful. But with this particular technique, you can often help someone, you know, within about a 15 to 30 minute period, you know, t either totally overcome the phobia or dramatically reduce it to the point where they're not paralyzed by the actual experience. Oh. I had another lady who met phobias just for a sec. Um, she actually had a major uh, flight phobia. Um, yeah, and that's so, a big one. Yeah, and so she, and she, she had, she had, uh, like a big trip planned to Hawaii, uh, but you know, I think it was about four or five months later. So with her, I said, okay, let's, let's do this process. But what I want you to do afterwards is to sort of build up to this Hawaii flight. Just take a couple of short flights within Australia, you know, maybe fly to Tassie, nice short flight, then to Adelaide, then sort of, you know, just to sort of get used to the process. So you get to the point where you can then sort of just say, this is going to be a piece of cake. Mm. And it's a better come on, my later saying, Ian, I've just flown to uh, to Brisbane, I think it was, from Melbourne, in the dark, you know, one of my worst fears. And uh, I actually, you know, went through, it was not an issue at all. And now I can't wait for my flight to Hawaii in April. Like, she was yeah, fantastic. That's, awesome. that's incredible. You've, you've shared so many great experiences that you've had with your clients. 
Have you ever had a client that they come to you and say it hasn't worked? Um, occasionally, you know, there are people actually sometimes we, we can't help. Like, for example, one of some of the clients that we have to be very careful with, Sean, are people that you have, you know, different types of mental health illnesses. Mm-hmm. For example, things like um, schizophrenia uh, or like psychotic type episodes. Uh, we have to be very careful here. People actually here will actually, you know, get their psychiatrist or GP to give us a referral just to make sure that in their opinion, they feel that they'll be able to benefit from our therapies. Because if, if they say no, then we wouldn't work with that client. Other clients we have difficulty with are people who just don't listen to our instructions, which you might say that's pretty weird. Why would they come to see you in the first place? But it, you know, it, it sort of still shakes my head to this day. You know, people who come to see me, you know, I, I give them, you know, instructions on what they need to do both during the session and also afterwards. Yeah. And they don't follow them and then wonder, well, why didn't this sort of work? And you say, well, ugh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it is and that's actually the biggest thing isn't it if, if somebody's listening to instructions or listening really intently to what your words are then it will work but if you're not listening I find that just like you it, it won't work for them because really at the end of the day it's it we you are the the instructor would you call yourself sort of like the instructor but at the end of the day it's they yes, want yes, to change. Yes. They need to change themselves. I call myself a guide. I'm guiding them through the process. Yeah. In a therapeutic setting, actually going back to hypnosis, it actually is always self-hypnosis. Mm. Now I'm I'm sort of guiding the client to oh. them hypnotizing themselves, mm. and thereby by doing that, of course, they're always in full power and control throughout the whole process. Mm. And then you know they can stop if they want to have a bit of a break. They're, they're sort of driving the bus. I'm just there to help them through the process. Fantastic. Yes, and we all need a guide in our life, don't we, Ian? Uh, or guide, coach, whatever you want to call it. Yes, totally. You know, I think, you know, it's, um, it's actually a famous saying. Um, something on the lines of, this is like, a, it's one of the famous um, NLP pioneers. I think it was Robert Diltz. I can't remember who actually it was. And he said... He was talking about being one's own therapist. Oh, yes. You know, know, it's okay for a while, but then you get to a point where you start to reinforce your own delusions and then (laughs) it won't work too well at all. Okay. You know, I think you can get to a certain point, you know, with applying these techniques to yourself. And in fact, I think it's important that we do. Mm -hmm. You know, I regularly, you know, use the swish pattern and other patterns that I, you know, use with my clients. Because I think it's so important for us to be able to, you know, walk the talk rather than just talk the talk. Mm. And, so, you know, I, I consistently utilize the same processes that I you know, use with my clients. And even, for example, with our weight loss program, I actually don't want to lose weight. But, you know, I think often they're sort of very good for your health, general health anyway. So I will actually thereby take them on myself and get very familiar with them. So I can then talk to my clients, you know, with, you know, with a bit of experience and say, look, you know, this is what I've done. It worked for me this way. So I recommend you might want to try this because it worked well for me like that. So, you know, it's very important, I think, that we, we can sort of talk from a, um, you know, a place of experience and, um, 
you know, having done the techniques ourselves. Oh, for sure, for sure. And that's actually where, where I was going to go. I was going to ask you what worked, what technique on yourself worked the best for you? Or did you have a coach to do it on you? Was there, did you have a quit smoking? Were you a smoker? Were, do you have uh, yeah, a story? Great, yeah, great question. Um, so I actually love, um, I, well, I do it, in fact, both ways. So some things I will do myself. Um, other things, you know, I will do with other therapists. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I just recently uh, learned a new uh, program, which is all relating to timeline therapy or a variation thereof to help, excuse me, people actually get rid of all the negative emotions and baggage from their life, you know, to move forward, you know, in a much more... Um, empowered way um, and with that we, uh, we were asked to practice on each other you know and it was an amazing process you know I was I worked with this young with this young lady uh, we've been working together now probably for about 10 to 12 weeks and it's just been such a liberating process to get rid of you know all this anger and you know all this sort of grief and you know all this sort of you know uh, limiting beliefs and anxiety and stuff and mm -hmm. It's been phenomenal, and I just feel so much lighter as a result. You know, um, we're working on a particular, you know, couple of really sort of um, sensitive issues. You know, for example, you know, I had a really sick pet. Mm -hmm. I had to sort of, you know, prepare myself that you know we were potentially going to have to sort of, you know, say goodbye to her, and mm -hmm. I found it really difficult. But she helped me through this process, and although my pet's actually now almost fully recovered, which is awesome. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. But I felt so much more at ease with the whole concept of, you know, that whole, you know, that really painful part of, you know, having to sort of, you know, take her to the vet and just sort of being with her, you know, just sort of letting her go, you know, in, in a nice sort of, you know, pain-free uh, way. But, you know, it, it was really, it was a real struggle for me beforehand, but having gone through the process, it just melt, helped me feel so much better about it, be more at peace in a sense. Mm. So I will you know, work with others. In fact, I'll give you another example, actually. I was, um, one of the girls I do a lot of presentation work with, she's sort of gone into other areas that I don't sort of dabble in. And one of them was to do with um, past life regression. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And she was actually doing this program and she needed to like have a couple of, um, a certain number of hours of practice said, Ian, Ian, would you like to meet my subjects? And I thought, oh, I don't know about this. But anyway, let's, let's give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we actually, we did this process. And I only mentioned only because one of the fascinating things about hypno hypnosis when you experience it is that you, you have a process called time distortion. Mm -hmm. And because you're so, you know, so ingrained in, in the process, you know, you're visualizing, you're sort of, you know, really relaxed and it's just a beautiful process you lose all concept of time. And so it might actually go for a whole hour, but it feels like five, 10 minutes have gone past. That was just really amazing. And so with her, this took about two and a half hours and it felt like it was only 20 minutes. And I thought, two and a half hours, you've got to be joking. Wow. But that's, it was just an amazing experience. Yeah. Well, um, I survived, thank goodness. Oh, thank uh, goodness. That's fantastic. <laughs> It was just a nice thing just to sort of experience because I think it is important to experience these techniques, but also in the context of a therapist client relationship too. You sort of sure. see it from a, from a different angle. 
Yeah, and that's great because that'll be great for our listeners to hear this and for people that are viewing to to hear what you're saying because, you know, we're all human and we've all gone through things like anger, sadness, grief, and hurt and all those emotions. So it's good that we practice what we preach, as you said. And uh, I, I love that you do hypnosis and that's fantastic that you actually have a center in Melbourne. Um, NLP Hypnosis Center, and you have um, something for the listeners today that I can put down and they can click on the link. Oh, no. oh hello. Oh, you, you cut out. Okay, well, we'll have to fix that in a minute. <laughs> so I'll go again. You have a great Melbourne NLP Hypnosis Center. Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh, where are you? Oh, there you are. <laughs> okay, so Ian, you have a great uh, Melbourne NLP Hypnosis Center and you do a lot of hypnosis with your clients. Do you have something to give away for the listeners that they yes. can? Yes, I sort of always love to sort of, you know, give value to uh, whenever I'm speaking anywhere. And so what I've prepared is, a, um, in fact, two things. Firstly, uh, some really great tips on managing and reducing anxiety. And then in with that, I've actually also got a really powerful stress reduction, deep relaxation hypnosis recording, which I'd love to also leave for you to just give to listeners anyone that you'd like to experience hypnosis firsthand. I've actually got some great feedback with this. In fact, I think actually you'll be listening to this yourself, Sean. I was just going to say, and I wanted to tell all the listeners that I did the hypnosis center in the middle of the day to, and to relax my mind. And it was fantastic. You know, when you do hypnosis on other people, it's different when you're doing it on yourself. And it was, it was great. And I highly recommend it. So thank you for giving that value to the listeners today. This interesting point, just on what you were just saying, they're just a bit of an aside. It, it's amazing how when I'm doing work with my clients and I'm going through the hypnosis process, that I find that the more relaxed I become, the more my client becomes like, it's like I'm leading them through the process. So I often will finish and I'm just so relaxed. I just go into this with them. I just feel fantastic. So it's, it's amazing how you both benefit from the, the experience working together. It's, it's just awesome. Exactly, which is amazing. So that's why you do what you do, is it? Exactly. I mean, you know, when you sort of get these text messages saying, Ian, look, you know, I, you know, I've not smoked for the last three years. I've saved, you know, $30,000 and I feel so much better. Wow, that was life-changing. Thank you so much. And you think, wow, whew, just to be a part of that, ah, that's made my day today. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Giving lots of value all over the world, I'd say. Do you, you do work with clients all over the world or just in Melbourne, in Australia? No, no, I work also online. So I actually, for example, ran... Uh, that business success mindset program last year with clients all over the world. They were all over Europe, uh, uh, parts of, um, uh, uh, was it Arabia, I think it was, or in the Middle East somewhere. We had clients from everywhere and it worked exceptionally well. Uh, you know, with Zoom technologies, it's just so easy to do nowadays. Fantastic. That is great. Well, I have all your details, so I will put them in the links and 
so everyone can contact you, male, female, quit smoking, less drinking, less anxiety, and also put the link for your hypnosis recording. So thank you very much, Ian, for being on my podcast today. It's been a pleasure, and I hope you have a fantastic day. It's great to be here again. Thank you again so much for the invite. And again, thanks, guys, for listening. And I hope you get a lot of value from the, uh, the tips and the recording. And today's presentation, too. Yes, fantastic. Well, we'll see you later. It's The Real Deal. Sean Matthews. We'll speak to you soon. Bye now. Bye now.